This is Scott Hamilton with Liam News. Welcome to another episode of 10 Minutes About. Today we are talking uh, for 10 minutes about the production transformations Boeing increasingly discusses as it relates to the next Boeing airplane or NBA. With me today is Kevin Michaels, the founder and managing director of the consulting firm Aerodynamic Advisory. The firm is one of the premier consultants with deep understanding of the supply chains for Airbus, Boeing, and others. A succession of Boeing CEOs dropped hints about how the company is trying to revolutionize its design and production process. Begun under the code name Black Diamond, elements of advanced processes appear on the 787, 777 Classic, 777X, and 737 MAX programs. Even the commercially based KC-46A has elements of advanced manufacturing. On the defense side, the T-7 Red Hawk trainer was designed and assembled in record time. The unmanned MQ-25 refueling tanker also is a proving ground for these advanced processes. Boeing wants to integrate the defense processes and those scattered across the commercial programs into one commercial program for the first time. Originally intended for the new mid-market airplane, or NMA, David Calhoun suspended development of the NMA when he became CEO in January 2020. The convergence of the design and manufacturing processes were critical to the NMA business plan, and now it's going to be critical to the NBA. With this as background, let's turn to Kevin Michaels to start our discussion. And with that, the clock is now ticking. Uh, Kevin, Boeing CEO Calhoun and before him CEO Dennis Muhlenberg and even his predecessor Jim McNerney all talked about in varying detail how Boeing is pursuing a dramatic production maker where a sort of moonshot to use a one-word description. How much of this is realistic? How much of this is hype? And can Boeing commercial airplanes, which has had serious troubles with the 787, 747, MAX, and tanker programs, pull off a production moonshot? Well, Scott, thanks for having me. These are obviously very, very big questions. And it is clear from recent commentary from Calhoun that the next aircraft is much more about the business model than it is about propulsion, for example. And the system right now is broken seven to nine years, the things you've documented, Liam. You know, and Scott, I break this down, you know, into we've heard the terms digital twins and industry 4.0, which is very a broad, fuzzy moniker. But to me, I boil this down to, you know, design and development and production and then support. And on the design and development side of things, uh, MBSC, model-based systems engineering, which are all part of the Black Diamond, uh, the Boeing Diamond that you've written about, um, look like they are, uh, they are not hype, that there is something fundamental there. And it has been proven on the military side of aerospace and some of the programs you've cited but also in places like the B-21 bomber, which is you know, being designed right now by Northrop Grumman and a variety of black programs that we haven't heard about. It's been used in the automotive industry extensively and it, is, it, and it has a proven record to reduce cycle times, development times substantially. You know, I was at a conference a few weeks ago and uh, one of the big suppliers to Boeing said that they just reduced development times by 50 to 60%. So uh, the potential is certainly there for Boeing to reduce the development times and cut costs. Well, you you mentioned suppliers, and that's a good point. Uh, first off, who was that supplier? That, that yeah, uh, it was it was uh, it was Eaton Aerospace, and they use model-based systems engineering to reduce the development time for a new a new fuel system, 
which included inerting and so forth. Uh, but of course, Eaton is, is experienced in the auto industry right now uh, and, and has been able to bring some of that capability over. So Boeing wants to reduce development time and production costs of the NBA, uh, whatever that airplane is, mm-hmm. yeah. by about 30%. But how realistic is this when you consider about 65% of the airplanes are parts, systems, and components produced yeah. by suppliers outside Boeing's control? Yeah, well, that's a great point. And I think we need to separate um, development costs from production costs. And so when we're talking about development costs, you know, the... Uh, the proponents of MBSC uh, suggest that a lot of the time savings are in the fact that you have fewer change orders, which are very costly and they get costlier the farther you are you know, in the process. Uh, number two, it allows you to make trades early on in the design process where you can look at different alternative approaches to manufacturing and optimize, you know, on, on the best approach and hopefully the lowest cost approach, you know, for manufacturing. So those are where the big uh, payoffs come into play. I think the potential is certainly there on the development side to reduce the costs and potentially to avoid these massive overruns that we've experienced recently, which ultimately are borne by the shareholders and the customers in some way or the other. Um, on the production side, you make a great point, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to take the tier ones applying the same types of tools and methodologies. And clearly, the tier ones are all in very different uh, levels of sophistication on this uh, digital journey. Is there, is there any risk as, as Boeing, or even if it were Airbus, and we'll, we'll be talking about Airbus in a future podcast, is there any risk that, that the dramatic reduction in time of design and, and production could cause uh, Boeing or, or some other manufacturer to miss a step? We, we actually kind of saw that with the MAX issue Mm-hmm. How some how some quality steps were missed, how some design steps were missed. Is that a risk here in in trying to really reduce the time here? You know, Scott, I I um, I will not put myself out there as the world's expert on MBSC, but I think of anything, the potential is there to minimize the chances of those types of errors because. You know, where you run into problems in engineering, you know, de- developing a complex system like this is where it's the interaction between the various functions, you know, uh, in, in engineering. And in MBSC, um, you know, theoretically, you have a single source of data called the truth that various programs are access- accessing. So when you change something in design, you can quickly look at what it means for thermo and stress and so on and so forth. Um, so if anything, I think it should, it should reduce the odds of that happening. Now, having said that, this is a new, Boeing hasn't undertaken this for a commercial aircraft program. Apparently where they've applied it commercially is on the folding wing tip of the 777X. We haven't seen the results of that. It's a small piece, mind you. Um, so we haven't seen it. And yes, it, it, as a new system, there's always the possibility for something like that. But in theory, it should really help minimize those types of um, flaws and, and, and issues. Well, Boeing has done some advanced manufacturing for the wing on the MAX, uh, for the uh, wing on the 777X with their new composite wing factory. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
parts of the 787 are advanced manufacturing. Sure. So it's they've been tiptoeing into this with the um, commercial side, but the on the 777 Classic, they did the future, uh, I'm sorry, the fuselage automated upright build or FOB, which was a, frankly, an embarrassing failure on, on their part. Uh, are you familiar with uh, what exactly happened on that? No, I'm not. Okay, so so Boeing designed uh, Boeing Defense designed and produced the T seven Red Hawk in record time, but can BCA Boeing commercial airplanes really replicate this effort? Again, its track record uh, on the eighty seven, the forty seven eight, the KC forty six were billions of dollars over cost and years late, and of course the Max issue uh, Max had its own issues for very different reason. This is converging all of these processes into the next Boeing airplane is going to be a real challenge, don't you think? Absolutely. You know, there was the uh, the old adage, I think, that uh, Alan Mulally had, which was, uh, you can only change three big things on an aircraft. And on the 787, they went beyond that and, and, and paid the price. So, you know, but, but maybe that's what, uh, maybe that's what Calhoun was signaling here, you know, is that this next aircraft isn't going to be about the, the next big material or, you know, or this new propulsion package that CFM's talking about. It isn't about that. It, it, it's probably going to be a lot of the similar technologies to what we've seen in the past, but the big fundamental change will be in the product development and production systems that go into it. So now, as you noted in a recent column for Aviation Week that you wrote, a culture change is also a critical element of the moonshot for design and production. Now, I may have missed it, but I don't recall ever hearing McNerney, Muhlenberg, or Calhoun talk publicly about how important it is to change the culture and uh, to be successful in implement implementation of a moonshot change. Yeah. Do you think SPIA, the Engineers Union, and IAM 751, the Touch Labor Union, will be willing to radically change the way they do things? You, you, you raise a good point. Um, you know, where we've seen the big progress to date is in non-unionized uh, engineering teams. And Boeing is very unique with SPIA in that sense. And there are job codes written for how engineers, what span of responsibilities they have. Pursuing this, this MBSE approach means that you're going to have to rewrite those. And that does present a potential barrier that we haven't seen in other parts of the industry. And that is gonna be a, that is something absolutely to watch. You know, can they pull it off? That is gonna be the central challenge. And it is a unique issue that they face that other OEMs don't face. Okay, well, with that, uh, we're out of time. Kevin and I will continue discussing these moonshot changes in our next 10 minutes about podcast. In the next one, we will uh, focus on Airbus and how it's preparing to compete with Boeing and the challenges it faces for its own transformation. Kevin, thanks very much for your time today. Thank you, Scott.